Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode. This is Rampage, baby. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to... Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number. This is Rampage, baby. <laughs> Still a great tune, that, from Carly Rae Jepsen. She's dropped a new one, has listened to it on the oh. commute. I forget what it's called. It's never going to be Run Away With Me, but it's Bang Tidy. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Uh, how are you feeling about Rampage? They're, they're trying. They're trying. Oh, they're they're tr- put- tried. Tried. <laughs> Last week, not a great TV show, but a great match. That mm-hmm. was what it was. Yeah, there's stakes in the opener. Uh, this week's doing very little for me. Like, very, very little. It feels like previously I've sat here and gone, they haven't even tried to make matches that look interesting on paper. Yeah. Now, a lot of them are just like squash matches or what have you. Honestly, there's... I... Sorry to interrupt you no, mid no, no. Just while it's at the tip of my tongue, top of my head... There was one, I think it was the Trustbusters Trios match, or maybe the one after where it was like, you've already done this, or you've maybe done a... Basically, there was two weeks in a row where, you know, good at what he does, but what he doesn't do is main event television programs. Ari Devori, mm. they did a Trios match, Best Friends and Trustbusters, yes, and then Orange Cassidy versus Ari Devori, or it was the other way around. Yeah. Where it's like, have we even seen the Trustbusters mentioned on TV since? They might be doing stuff on Dark or Dark Elevation. They were clearly just a group that he tried to make something of a threat for the tournament, and two hours of Rampage were dedicated to this group, essentially. During that time, this is better than that, but it's almost like the Vince curve at this point, Jesus Christ. During that time, I was thinking, right, I wouldn't bat an eye if some with, someone with inside knowledge of this situation, I've just invented in my head, mm-hmm. said to me, oh, do you know what that was? AEW source guy would say to me, and I'll be like, what is it, Jim? <laughs> These hypothetical guys I just make up. What is it, Jim? Greg was on the SmackDown. Preview, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, check that out. It was really, really fun to record that yeah. one. Um, Jim, what actually was going on? Well, right. what they wanted to do um, was they are um, currently renegotiating the TV contracts and maybe talk of adding some shows to the schedule, maybe like a reality bend and all the rest of it. But there's, there's plans, there's plans, there's plans. But as part of this um, process, what you wanted to do 
was um, just to determine how viable it is to do Rampage and if the money that we could pay for the rights fee would be better spent elsewhere. We tasked Tony Khan, this is Warner Media. Mm-hmm. we tasked Tony with, right, put on a show that you think will get the lowest rating. Don't make it too obvious. <laughs> don't put Luther and Matt Hardy in a 60-minute Ironman match, right? right? Obviously, don't do that. Then the, the, it'll be a little bit obvious what you're trying to do. But just put on the most weird, is this a TV show, TV show of all time? The least appealing episode ever. Bland, yeah. Yeah. No s- real stakes, no star power, bizarre experiments that aren't over. Hoy them all on this hour of Rampage we'll be pretty certain we ain't going to fall underneath that just to see what the lowest mm-hmm. is. And then we can determine the risk of just doing this show and knowing that it can't go any further. And if we're happy with the worst you've got, boom, yeah, re- renew. I'm making up this ridiculous farcical scenario, but I honestly would not bat an eye if someone said, oh, that's what they were actually doing, you know, mm-hmm. situation. I'd be like, aye. It feels plausible. Uh, we have got some good stuff on t- tonight's show. Uh, intriguing matches. We'll get to Matt Hardy and Darby Allen in a second because we first got a championship match. Samoa Joe uh, defending the Ring Would of Honor. Do you want to do that and then the intriguing matches later? Samoa Joe defending the Ring of Honor TV title uh, against Josh Woods. Obviously, they came out to, to challenge Joe after he came out to address his enemies or whatever it was on last week's Rampage. How are you feeling about this one? Not much, if I'm being perfectly honest. I've got no doubt it's going to be a physical match. I've got no doubt that Joe has got that attachment to the audience where for the entrance, the Joe, Joe, Joe bit, and the first chops and the body language, he gets them for the first three minutes, which is possibly why he's on Rampage, because these crowds are dead and they need someone iconic like Joe. Even if he's past his best, he's still an icon. Um, so I know why this is positioned on Rampage and not Dynamite. It's kind of the dumping ground for Ring of Honor, which is just like <sighs> the thing that people don't care about on the show that people don't care about. It can only really create apathy. But what, regardless, Joe's an astute choice if you want a, a feeling that someone's into watching this TV show. The problem with Joe is that seven minutes in, he's red. <laughs> yeah, he's just red. He's like, he's... Just not, I've said before, and every time his name will come up, I'll say it again. There's no reason why. I understand there's a lot of affection towards WCW. And that's why the Sting character is so eternally great. And it can work in these small doses, and it's still magic somehow. And really, it's a testament to how good AEW is at its best. Book Joe like Sting. Yes. Get him a little mate, or a tag team partner, or stick. put Joe in a trio, because that trio's division kind of... The irony of that trios division, this is an absolute tangent, I'm sorry, was that for like literally years, there were so many factions that you can make three yep. of. There were so many just random alliances that you think, all right, he's been mates with him. Mm. They could put them together. And there was just loads of genuinely established trios. Now there's hardly any that yeah. I can think of. It's weird. Um, but Joe could form a trio. Tony Khan needs trios. And he could be the hot tag guy. Come in. Before he gets gassed and sweaty and it looks like he just doesn't belong in it anymore. Chop, 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 chop. Uranagi in the corner. Uranagi in the corner. Do his stuff. And because he's a really great worker, not just a wrestler, he could change it up. He could do what Sting does. He could do no-sell spots. He could be Sting. The indie scene that, like, germed um, AEW 
could be treated with as much reverence as the WCW that brought Sting to life. Mm -hmm. And he could rest on his iconic aura in that way rather than this match, which I suspect will run out of gas by the eighth minute, depending on how long it goes. You think he retains? Ah, he obviously retains. He obviously retains. And maybe gets his hands on Mark Sterling post-match because he tried to kill him before and Josh Woods had to save him. Yeah, that'd be a nice feel-good. It might be bookended by pops, this match, but I'm not expecting much excitement within the body of it. It's intriguing as well that we you make a valid point about putting the Forgotten uh, Company on the Forgotten Show, and yet you've got the world champion, Ah, just chuck him on there against Dax. You've got the TV champion. Ah, just chuck him on Rampage against Josh Woods. What's that? Pure championship main event of Dynamite. Yeah. Because of the guys involved and yeah. the way that they've been booked. So, yeah, I sense a retention for Samoa Joe here. Um, something a bit different next, Sige. Uh, it's a match uh, that's got a sort of storyline enforced onto it, which is not something we often see from Tony Khan. Um, uh, Darby Allen was flipping about on a tricycle, and Matt Hardy was like, enough of that crap. Let's fight for some reason on this week's Dynamite, and that's subsequently led to a match between the two of them on Rampage. Yeah, it was a waste of TV time, the Matt Hardy promo. Almost forgot to say promo then. Um, <laughs> exposition for no reason. What they could have simply said was, this match is happening because singles matches need to happen to determine challenges for whoever wins the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions. Like, make it sport where you can. I say this all the time, I'm sorry. But, um, they could have just said on commentary, Matt Hardy has been put in this match because Jeff... Because, you know, I don't know, do you want to bring Jeff's name into it? I don't know, just say, here's a match. He's been starting saying that the new Jeff Hardy's coming. So. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. And they mentioned Jeff in that promo, so I think that's all the hint that's coming. Just said, look, he's been without Jeff. So he's going to take a crack at the singles division. And, and we need to just tell me the rankings exist as well. You might not even know half the time, but whatever. Let's talk about the prospective quality of the match and who's going to win. Darby Allen's going to win, <laughs> and the match isn't going to be that good. Darby Allen's so good that it's kind of hard for him to have a bad match in general. But to put over Matt Hardy, they had a match towards the end of the Daily's Place era, which was fantastic. So well done. You had the best of the typical Darby Allen match, and it was laid out with the, the mind that's still there, even if the body isn't, in terms of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy knew every shortcut to take. It was really rewarding. I don't think this is going to be as good, but they did say there's going to be an extreme element because they wouldn't have brought it up. Why would you say, oh, here's what you could have won? So he said, like, I can go extreme myself. I'm the original member of Team Extreme. No stip. Mm. So I don't know what they're going to do here. The referees might have leeway, ACW style. We know AEW's done that in the past. Look, what I'm arriving at here is that they'll need every shortcut they can get. And um, Derby's going to win. The end. I think uh, right now, don't take this the wrong way, Matt, if you're listening. Matt, had his, Matt Hardy has a bit of a Shane McMahon quality to him, which is... Jesus Christ, I thought I buried the poor bastard. Well, what I mean by that is that match you were putting over, which I completely agree with you in, he went all out because it, it felt like he knew right after this, you're not going to be in action for a few weeks. So you can take yeah. some kind of crap bumps, uh, as in crap to take, not rubbish looking, um, because you ain't got to be back next week trying to work a you know 10-minute... Um, with uh, another mid card guy or whatever, I think that's what you need to t to take into this. And I, do you know what I? See? When you come back to these, I might actually be nice to Matt in a second. So remind me of that. Okay, this. but when you talk about this um, weird need to be like, and they're fighting because they want to see who's the most extreme, which is sort of what they already did with him and Jeff. But regardless, I think, like you say, 
sometimes you just need a graphic. And I, I think I could sell this match with just the graphic to my mates who are casual wrestling fans who go, remember the Attitude Era? And they get stuff wrong and it annoys me because I remember, you know, I remember that time that the, the Rock beat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15. Well, that's not the way it happened, but okay. Yeah. I remember it, yeah. Um, but uh, like... If I said to someone, oh, they say, oh, what's going on with that AEW? I sort of have a vague knowledge of it. I think Jericho's there. I heard JR does commentary there and Punk's there or something. Well, I say, you remember Matt Hardy? Yeah, I remember Matt Hardy. Um, he's fighting the, you might have seen him, the weird sort of half-dead kid who, like, paints himself like a skeleton and just takes insane bumps. He jumps. I've not seen him. Oh, his finisher is he jumps back first off the top rope and just lands on someone. There you go. Yeah. I don't need to say, and they're seeing who's the most extreme. Yeah. It's implied. I don't begrudge Matt Hardy a bloody match on Rampage. I begrudge Tony Khan for booking Rampage. That this is we've arrived at this point. But I remember a man like, oh, we need something for Matt Hardy to do at the pay per view, do you? <laughs> so let's have him against Guevara for two, a two pay per view cycle. Then remember this: Hangman Page. He's an opponent. Oh, God, yeah. The, the, to get the, back on track. The wager, wasn't it? Like, the okay, wager, take yeah. your earnings and yeah. the HFO and that. God damn, what a waste of Hangman Page that was. Um, so at least the, his presence isn't oppressive. And you know what? I might be nice to him for a while. It's just... it's AEW never needed him, really. I loved him in spring, uh, Stadium Stampede. But AEW never needed Matt Hardy in retrospect. The broken stuff didn't work. I remember hearing him on that Jericho podcast going really deep on like the various characters, and I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. So, uh oh. It's just, it, it was, Matt Hardy's had an absolutely fine career, and I commend the man genuinely, oh, yeah. immensely for overcoming what he has. But I don't need to see him in a major wrestling promotion. But he's not really in there anymore, so I don't begrudge this. I don't want to see the Hardy Boys back either, but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, in terms of other matches on tonight's show, uh, one of my favorites in the women's division, Willow Nightingale. I've discovered, I discovered her, I was introduced to her when we went to the Ring of Honor show uh, over WrestleMania weekend, and it was just a lesson in, here's a two-minute vignette, and everyone's going to fall in love with you, and 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 everyone did, uh, you know, in the arena, they were suddenly full Willow, Willow Nightingale fans, with good reason, I think she's a good worker, and she just got that thing about her, that, je ne sais quoi, indeed, where you're just like, I really like you, and you know, you're just good, positive baby face, and there's no cynicism that, of mine that it's goes on Some of her stuff it. looks awesome. Yeah. She's fighting Penelope Ford tonight. This could be tasty. I like the character dynamic here. Um, great heel versus face dynamic. Great contrasting characters. Penelope Ford is underrated, and um, Willow Nightingale's been overlooked by Tony Khan, I think, in terms of assembling this division. And so I just think a fun time will be had, and I think it'll be over as well, which is... So key to Rampage. I've watched episodes of Rampage where, like, it's just the stigma attached to it now is such that something like Darby versus Sammy, where you know you're going to get something wild, the crowd went Darby versus Sammy. So it was Darby versus Sammy. Oh, it's on Rampage. You know? Yeah. But Willow has proven herself every time she's been on Rampage of actually getting that reaction where they get in that dynamite headspace again because she's just so, as you said, um, so likable and yeah. so just affable, animated, which is great. In the, they're sort of slowly but surely whisper it that women's division is is developing, isn't it? Because mm. we, we've said for so long it's been mainly, obviously, the just Baker's, beat the champion. But then, yes, then you've got this new... And I was about to say... Would, new John, Moxley, would John Moxley ever lose his f- second match after winning a title in that company? Not just lose, get pinned as yes. well. It's, it's the, the, the different standards apply. And until those different standards don't apply, I will never have even at this point like a tentative hope until it's good it's good that's my take on it yeah i've Uh, I've been burned trying to defend this division before make excuses for it to believe in it not until it gets good you've got the personnel you've got the personnel you could do he hasn't got yeah he hasn't got the booking philosophy you've got like we campaign every bloody week for more matches uh on dynamite double the amount two would be nice but uh yeah, who do you think wins, Willow or Penelope? I think, well, Penelope just got beat off Tony Storm, correct? I think so, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't be building that for Jade. Maybe Willow can have a crack here. Willow versus Jade could be, uh, I know they've done, they've sort of encircled each other in the past, but yeah. I hope Willow wins, uh, I like her. Before we uh, conclude with the final match, uh, your quick reaction, because that number, oh boy, that dropped last night uh, from the brilliant Brandon Thurston, of course, uh, at Brandon Thurston on Twitter. He's always the, the first with scoops like this, and he's got like, excellent analytical stuff on there as well, uh, WrestleNomics. And uh, yeah, 1.175 million viewers for AW Dynamite. The, huge, what was the demo as well? Huge bump. Yeah, the demo, a 0.39, uh, number one show of uh, the demo that night. They've been... Uh, one or two for, for things. I think Andy was saying something like 16 weeks. Yeah. Uh, but this is the biggest TV audience since the 22nd of September 2021 episode. No punk, no box, no Omega. How are you feeling about this ratings bump? Um, vindicated. We recorded a podcast. You know what? 
fucking go and listen to it still because <laughs> it's not out of date. It was um, how WWE destroyed AEW's growth, and it was a general um, discussion debate on what has driven the f- uh, this this weird trend. Because it ain't Dominic Mysterio. I'll tell you that for now. <laughs> of how AEW around this time last year um, was on fire, beating Raw two consecutive weeks, and then fast forward years later, what the hell's happened? And I put forward the idea and the argument that Tony Khan's patient approach while making the pay-per-views feel amazing can get a little bit predictable and not appealing to big audiences on a weekly basis. Like the difference between these ratings is Jericho versus Danielson yes. versus CM Punk versus QT Marshall. The two, he's had to do this tournament of champions for storyline reasons, for um, everything's fine and look how many cool wrestlers we've got reasons and we need to do critically acclaimed shows that are going to get numbers to help us get out of this situation. So I don't know if this is going to be his thing going forward. And of course, there's the other end of the extreme. You don't want to just give away your biggest no. matches, do them all of the time, diminish the returns, leave yourself nothing to do. Do the WWE thing of doing it on TV and on pay-per-view. Yeah. But there are there is... Um, a balance to be struck and maybe if he continues to strike it with that less careful, 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 careful build, 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 build approach and just getting on with it. Get on with it. You've seen what happened with the Undisputed Elite and with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. The risks you face if you don't get on with it to an extent are pretty embarrassing. So maybe this is going to tell him I I need to do a bit more. No one wants to do too much ever but a bit more, and I said that is the reason, because on Raw, you don't get too many squash matches. I like the squash matches, but not ratings draws. You don't get too many up-and-coming guy from the indies on a five-day deal who's really, really acclaimed versus a top star. You don't get that on Raw, and maybe that's why they've won, and maybe this week with the big matches, with big stakes, indicates that that's what gets numbers, but that gets numbers up to a point. Yes, and you, There's you, a balance to be struck, is what I'm saying. I told them to strike it. They struck it, and they've got the best rating of the year. So. It's, uh, you and I'd rather be sat here saying, I wish they hadn't uh, burned through this all-star match on TV and saved it for, pay- for pay-per-view than sit here and saying, oh, we could have got this match, but in the end, they just fought all these jobbers each, and then neither of them fought each other, and then and one then of them the left fellows. or got yeah, injured or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I completely agree. And... Uh, a mixer. Great leading for, for Grand Slam next week, of course, as well. That number. So yes. Positive times. I thought you were talking about the, the movie. <laughs> Is that what movie they're playing before? It? I don't know. <laughs> um, finally, um, amazing to say this, on an, an AW Dynamite, which featured, as you said, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho finally clicking uh, and putting on that singles match we know that they can have. John Moxley uh, defeating that git. Sammy Guevara, and all the other madness that we had on, on Dynamite. The best bit of that show was a 45-second segment backstage yes. with an interrupted interview. What? What? The it, go on. Luigi Primo getting his head kicked off is a clip I've watched 50 times. Have you gone on his Twitter just quickly? I have. I think I, I follow him now. Pretty much after every sentence of a tweet, at the end, it's, I make a best pizza. <laughs> it's just so, it's like, we get that. I just love how he's just, that's what I do. 
putting it, beating this horse to death. Sell on that kick. It's a non sequitur. It's just, why would he keep saying it? It's like a pastiche of a rest. It's like a pastiche of a pastiche mm. irony wrestling yeah, yeah, yeah. gimmick. I think it's great. Um, we'd like to see him on AWTV, I think it's fair to say. Um, in his stead tonight, but defending his honor, perhaps. Venice, Vivo, Moev. Danhausen faces off uh, against a, let's say, resurgent Ethan Page. This can be fun. It's not going to last long. No. Um, in fact, it's probably going to last one minute, and he's going to lay claim his intentions for the All-Atlantic Championship, and he gets dibs on the winner of next week's match between Pac and Orange Cassidy. Sorry, this is not a fun way to approach a fun match, but you know, Dan Housen knows what he is. He'll be able to take a pretty, f- like, blackly funny, like a dark comedy bump, and Ethan Page is going to have a good, nasty facial expression. Like, it's going to be good for what it is, but what it is is barely worth, like, previewing. Will he curse him? We don't have time. Maybe. I don't know how you... I'm trying to picture in my I head... I he's Dan Housen guy. Okay. Just, just not. I'm trying to picture how you transition from the point, the curse point, into lifting up for the, what's it called, ego's edge? Ego's edge, yeah. I, 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 I was tempted to say, do it twice, even though you don't need to, but then they might be treading on Wardlow's toes a little bit there. But like you say, I think for Ethan Page to be established as potentially down the line a challenger, like you say, for that All-Atlantic title when they go to Toronto in is that a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a wreck, Dan House, and unfortunately. Just smash him. Smash him. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight. Unfortunately, uh, we will not be able to review this on Monday. It's a bank holiday, Queen's funeral over here, of course. Um, but we'll discuss it, no doubt, the fallout from all of it. Is it two two hour for Grand Slam? I heard someone mention yeah, that in yeah, the office it's two hours. For, for Rampage. Um, so we'll probably talk about the fallout from all this on the Rampage preview next week. But uh, let us know your thoughts on this on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. And if you're thinking, oh, it's a big gap in my wrestling intake now if you're not going to be doing you know, Rampage reviews or SmackDown reviews or Raw previews on Monday because you're off, I need something to fill that void, preferably 120,000 passionate words all about AEW. And insightful. And insightful, apologies. Where could they find something like that, Sige? You can find it in this being Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, uh, book penned by myself, Michael Sidgwick, on Amazon, whichever domain, right now. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, SmackDown Preview available right now. And we'll be here with WrestleCulture, complete with a hashtag bloody good quiz a little bit later on today. But for now, this has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 